Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Right. Okay. Let's take a quick photo. Well, you can do it. Go on. You'll okay, be better. You can do. just send it to me. Send it to you. With the BBC Good. in the back. Let's get this. this there we go. Look, we look powerful. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> okay. That's right. Us. Okay. So, are you running? Uh, oh, sorry, it's running commentary. Uh, we've got um, Sophie Ray with, with us here today. And uh, we're running from BBC Towers. And, uh, well, Broadcasting House, I'm making up that name. BBC but, um, Towers, I think that's better. I like that. <laughs> everything should be Towers. But I was going to say, do you, are you just doing this? Do you often run off after the news, or is it just because we asked you to? <laughs> I uh, I do sometimes. No, I do quite. I mean, it really depends because I seem to be eternally uh, marathon training at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you often have your kit on, sort of underneath a desk, and then just change your top and sprint on? <laughs> they were just laughing happens? at me downstairs because they couldn't believe how quickly I got changed, <laughs> and they couldn't believe I was on air five minutes ago. And they were like, "What? How come you're standing? How come you're already on your running kit?" Um, can I just uh, stop here because this is actually hitting my mouth, which is not well, going to that's not good. Let not going to be good on your sound. Your, no. It's just very loose here. Uh, get it. Tip the mic down to under your mouth and see if it goes like that. Yeah. Okay, well that's good. That's good. Oh, anyway, we're, we're, we're away from the BBC now, so right. up, I don't, I don't need to worry about it anymore. Towards uh, Regent's Park, our wonderful world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you were saying, no, I do. Yeah. I often, I, yeah, I do often run up. Well, I often, you know, what it's like. I try. I seem to be eternally training for marathons, so yes. it's quite a lot to fit in. How many marathons uh, a year are you on now? Uh, well, this will be my third. I'm doing Chicago in October. So right, yeah, yeah. 8th, 9th October. So that'll be my third this year. But no, third, well, third. And then I've done an ultra as well. So does that count as one or two? Yeah, I think you... So am I on five yeah, or four? I'm not sure. Yeah, three. It's, it's a five lot. Five or three. It's loads. Four. I don't know. It's I've uh, lost count, basically. And where does Chicago get you to in terms of the majors? The huge, big, silver, six-star finisher. <laughs> I would have done it. You would have done it. Well, that's going to be... It. It's going to be like Paul doing the, the Sub 3 London. I mean, what do you do after that? You, oh, like, your, you like your medals, don't you? I, you I, do I, seem I, to be quite sort of medal. Medal You like a medal folk. You're medal focused, <laughs> I would say. There is yeah. something about the medal. But <laughs> yeah, the problem is now, the, the more I get, it kind of ups the stakes a bit, doesn't it? They just have to be bigger and better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, well, I should imagine that the Majors one is quite a biscuit, so that's going to be good. Yeah, it's quite it's big and it's silver, and uh, that's taken me. I started, I did Boston in 2014. Right. 
and London. So you punched them before. quite close, haven't you? Yeah, they've been quite close because I yeah. suddenly saw that medal and thought, yes, well, I need yeah. to get that, yeah. didn't I? Yeah, yeah, chasing <laughs> it down. Okay, well, this is, this is what, what order did you do them in? What one was your other shots the best? Come on, give us the London report. was my first. Yep. I, didn't, I had no ambition to do anything other than run London. In fact, my first marathon was one I collapsed in, and I think most people never thought I'd never run again. Yeah. Well, uh, but we including during that marathon. Yes. Yeah. So you got up and finished it. I did it. get up and finish it. Yes. Well, they did tell me they put me in a bus to the finish line, and I was two miles from the finish line. And once I established that I wasn't actually going to die, um, and that I wasn't being taken to hospital. Important to important. establish both yeah. these things. I thought, well, I'm not going to... Probably got a bus. <laughs> yeah. A bus. Well, it's like they'd taken away the 24 want, miles you'd got. Exactly, and I wanted the medal, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was the beginning of the medal hunting. But so that yeah. shows. That shows. How you're very determined, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, beneath, you're, you're very breezy, and uh, but you, you're pretty because you, you're you're basically in a hospital. And you thought, I'm going to get up and run. I mean, a lot of people would have just called it a day there. Yeah, well, your commitment to running is strong. It was quite serious, wasn't it? You're in <laughs> it your was quite serious, actually. I was, yeah, I did. I collapsed. At, so it's 24 miles. Yeah. And do you know what I think now, now that I know more about it, I had, like so many rookie runners, I got to the start line of the London Marathon. I had a few aches and pains. So I took a Nurofen. I took a ibuprofen. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's not a good combination. Yep. Long distance running and ibuprofen do not mix, as I now find out. And it's, it doesn't help with your hydration levels and your kidneys. And Anyway, I basically blacked out. And I had a temperature of 106, completely <laughs> overheated. This is wild. Uh, yeah, funny it's a wild it's first crap. marathon, though, isn't it? I mean, that's beyond the normal realms of, you know. Yeah, and just the fact that, like you say, you, you A, finished that marathon, and B, you're, you know, you're doing lots more marathons with no particular sign of stopping. In a way, you've been... You've been kind of uh, pre-disastered. There's no stopping you now. <laughs> the fact that you did that and thought, I really need to do this again. I mean, do you know It said something. Well, it, of course it does. You're so determined. You've, you've got a lot of determination. I am determined. Well, that's what I have discovered through Yeah, running. it's great, though. It's fantastic. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. But I think also, I think that, I don't know, this is, uh, this is yours to agree or disagree with, but it seems like, like Paul was saying, that you seem to be able to balance kind of... Uh, ambitious uh, um, committed running with the enjoyment of running I love sometimes running sometimes people yeah. do one or the other but you, you can do both at once it's, it's I love it it's such fun and um, I love the challenge I never thought I would take to running like I have I mean I used to run in my early 30s I used to run in my early 30s and uh, train round after my husband trail round after my husband who was running then and uh he would laugh at me because I <laughs> go for a two-mile run with him, yeah. really slowly, gasping for air, going, I need water, I need water. And he'd look at me like, you don't need water for two miles. You'll be all right, you'll be all right. Um, and then suddenly I sort of got the bug. And, and yeah, I haven't really looked back. But I love, I mean... Was that Everyone. the beginning then? Did you run when you were like at well, school no, and stuff? I ran at school. I was quite good at school, apparently. Right. I've got the 400 metres record still, apparently. Nice. I think they must have mistimed it. But yeah, you say that's that. That's great. Self-deprecating. But, uh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> um, Impressive running. is bubbling so, up through these details. No, but I didn't do anything. I really That's my one regret, actually. I didn't have any regrets or many. I've probably got one. And that is that when I was, when I 
left school and went to university with Paul. Yes, in yeah. Manchester. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Manchester. Where Paul's just dropped off his uh, eldest at Man- On Sunday. No. On Sunday, yeah. Oh, I dropped him off at Owens Park on Sunday. Oh, how funny, gosh. That was just how <laughs> things go full circle. That was bizarre, yeah, absolutely. So I say well, my right, one regret is I didn't keep doing sport because I think sport and whatever you do. I think, to be fair, if in any way we can redeem ourselves against our regrets, you can kind of manage it. Yes, no, no. Well, maybe I've gone so crazy. But you kind of, yeah, you sort of... Because I, I was similar, I used to run loads, and then I lost it a bit in my 20s, just sporadically during the 30s, and then just drifted back into it. I don't know, there's, you kind of put the, the same energy that you put into big events into career and stuff, don't you? Do you not think it's a sort of slightly similar out. drive? I think I was going out, yeah, I was going out parties and drinking, and no, he was yeah. doing that as well. I was doing that as well, but it's <laughs> kind of... But you're also working out, weren't you? You're also... Yes, I was starting establishing, out. Establishing, yes. yes. I, was, I was starting out, I was travelling all over the yeah. place, and... I just, I just didn't even know. It wasn't on my radar. But I also yeah. I think there's much more of an emphasis on you know, running and sport than there ever was when I was in my teens and yes. 20s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's this very 21st century, isn't it? I think even since I started running as, as long-term listeners now, I'm much more... You know, I didn't consider it until... What, it's probably getting on for 10 years ago now. But I was, well, you know, north of 35 before I even thought about it. And uh, even then... I felt much more lonely as a runner than I would now. You know, you go for a run on the weekend. Everyone's, yeah. Well, they're all, I was dodging, dodging races at the weekend. I went and did a, a long, my long run. And I went to end up in Richmond Park. There was a duathlon there. I yes. went around the corner. There was a marathon and a half marathon <laughs> on the river. That must have really hurt because you probably wanted to do them all. <laughs> no, I actually didn't. I'd swum in there the serpentine. There were medals available. I swam the day before in the serpentine two miles for a huge medal. So, yeah. uh, no, I had no desire whatsoever to be in a race again. Yeah, so you swam the serpentine on Saturday. Yeah. You said before you did it that you, you, were, you were a convert to wild swimming over pool swimming. What was it like in the end? It was uh, cold, 15 <laughs> yeah. degrees. It was cold. I mean, I haven't done that. I don't like pool swimming. I used to dive as a teenager. That was the sport I did. I was training as a, as a diver, right. springboard diver, and I was really obsessed with that. So I spent a lot of time in the pool, but not doing front crawl. <coughs> and uh, so it's quite funny trying to take pool swimming up again. I'd never swum more than, and I think I did a mile when I was about 12. Isn't that it's what you made way, to do? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a mile badge on my... Uh, on my yeah, I've got my mile badge. So anyway, then and until July, middle of July, I literally couldn't swim more than, I don't know, three lengths without gasping for it. I had to stop. Yes, yeah, it's you tough. Know, it's really tough, yeah. I couldn't understand why I can run marathons and run for hours. Yeah, I couldn't swim more than three lengths, but it turns out I was doing it all wrong. Right. So I had a lesson. That was a revelation. And I had a lesson, and this guy showed me how to this swim. Just cut the grass on the clouds. It's lovely, yeah, isn't it's it? We're in Regent's Park. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can smell, if you could smell this, that's cut grass. So I had a, a very good swimming lesson, a bit of a revelation. and I, That really interests me, because I used to be a swimmer. I used to do, I did, I swam breaststroke for the school, and was offered a place on the borough squad. And now I couldn't swim more like my nan if I tried. I'm a dreadful swimmer. Yeah, but you just, I think, it's technique. You just it? forget, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And I never could do the crawl nicely. Even when it was my sport, I couldn't do front crawl. I thought it was all about kicking, but apparently it's not at all. <laughs> I think that's where I've been going wrong. It's yeah. all about the arms. It's all about right? the arms, yeah. My son's front crawl is a wonderful thing to behold. He's really got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to get a swimming lesson. Yeah, so that was quite good. But um, 
that was just for the medal. It was the <laughs> London, <laughs> London classics. And so the ones they said to me, the marathon people said, we've got this new medal. And if you've done the London marathon, which I have, ride 100, which I did when I was injured from running. So I did yeah. that. And this yeah, again, year, that's a certain kind of person. Isn't you it? said, well, stop. You run. had me at medal. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever needed, it takes. I obviously need goals, don't I? I need a goal in my life always. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they said, if you do all these things, then you can have a huge medal. And I think, they can, I think they've got me now, haven't they? They're yes, of course, yeah. Well, they're, they're somewhere, yeah, okay. somewhere in the back room. They're like, well, if you used to swim the Atlantic, we could turn this table here into a kind of, you know, giant medal that actually got me thinking because we've been let's be honest we've been trying to get Sophie to do the podcast for ages You've yeah. been, it's become like it's always like <laughs> we're going to get Sophie let's do it you, it's, we, we've been really aiming for this for a long time if we'd have just offered you a medal a year oh, ago I'd have been there yeah. was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a flash what have you been waiting for <laughs> should have spray get the medals out <laughs> exactly well, I would have liked that that would be good yeah. <laughs> but also talking about uh, the most recently we were saying we must get uh, and do the podcast and talk about injury because you were injured this year and I hurt my toe in the summer, but frankly, we both seem to be doing all right. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? You have a sort of level, I guess you have a level of fitness. I mean, I basically, I did the London Marathon and did my fastest ever time. Which is? What's your marathon, baby? 3.29 and 15 seconds. So I trained really nice. hard to do that. And then, three weeks later, did my first ultra. Yeah. Dragged by uh, my friend, Chan, Susie Chana. Chan. Yeah. She said you were. She said you were very good at that. She, she said was she was surprised by how <laughs> how solid you were. Yeah. She, she wanted me to throw my. She wanted out to see you broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. She did. The funniest thing actually was she couldn't. She didn't like the hills. We had to no. walk up the hills, and she'd walk I've up in her thighs. Yeah. I said, "What's wrong with you? Are you alright?" <laughs> <laughs> that really irritated me. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, how did you find that? I mean, let's talk, talk us through the ultra. The ultra. Um, well, so I it was 50 miles, is it? It was 50 miles. 52, wow. I think it was. Wow. I didn't run again for about three weeks, four weeks, five weeks afterwards. Um, it was great. I, I did enjoy it. It was good. I think that's five marathons. Three marathons and a 52 mile ultra. Yeah, let's, let's do that, yeah. And what sort of, it was, um, sort I of didn't pace? Any What's the mental approach to that? What are you doing? We did 10-minute miles. Yeah. I mean, though, we had this running, running joke about the hills because it was Box Hill. It was the North Downs Way. Right. So we were up and down hills and... I ran it with Susie and a couple of other friends, and when we went off, and it's very slow. Yes, it's yeah. Slower than we were running. Now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, we're going incredibly we're fast. We're going really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. like my, my um, And it was, you know, you just kind of get into the. I suppose it's like any distance. You just get into the rhythm of it, and I didn't mind the pace. Yeah. I just, I wanted to get. I wouldn't let her tell anyone I was doing it. Right, right. I just didn't want the pressure. Yeah. And we set off. You didn't want people following you on Twitter. She's at the 40 mile mark. Yes, yes. Because um, yeah. that does, I mean, the social media thing with running is wonderful. I love it. And I love my Twitter feed. And I really enjoy all that. And it's very motivating. But I found myself at times, I did mm. the New York Marathon two years ago, and I'd been injured then. And I found myself worrying about what people back home would be thinking because yes. I was doing yeah, yeah. really badly. Yes, I was yeah, really yeah. slowing down. It's hard yeah, enough, as it's hard enough isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. then yeah. you have a mental sort of breakdown about the whole thing. So no, it was great. I mean, I got to halfway, so halfway was Box Hill. And we had this thing about how any hill, as long as if a marble would roll down the slope, you walked it. Right. right. And I kept looking at them and going, are you walking this because of me? <laughs> I couldn't understand the whole notion of doing a race and walking. Yeah. But yeah. they were like, no, no, no. No, we're going to walk this and save our legs. Yeah. And 
we overtook a few people in the last, you know, two miles. It's a great way of that. saving it, exactly. Well, it's very easy to burn yourself out on a climb, even on a short run, you know, because it's a, it's a gear change, isn't it? You've got yeah. to change those gears right now. So did you, did you like break it down into chunks of five miles? I'm thinking sort of mentally, sort of, you know, like your marathons, you kind of divide it into sections or whatever. Is it different because you're not after a time? Yeah, I think I did it. I think I did do exactly that. I think I broke it down. I didn't really think about the whole distance. Right. I was going to say, I feel like that's the pressure for me. I'd be thinking in mile two, what about these other 50 miles <laughs> yeah. looming in front of me? And I just thought, of, you know, they've always joked, Susie has done so many of these ultras. And our other friend Emily was there as well. And... They, were, they always joke about, you must do an ultra. You get to walk and eat cake. Yes, yes. There was yes. no cake at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Nobody gave me any cake. They lied. They lied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but we did walk quite a lot, which was fine. It was absolutely fine. Yeah, of course. And you break it down. And once I got over to the marathon, we all cheered. We had a mini celebration. Yeah, because that's a big thing, isn't miles, it? Yeah. That's I'd never big, run that yeah. far. And then we kept going, and we chatted to people along the way. And, you know, you get to 30 miles, and you think, was well, only another 20 to go. <laughs> Um, you start just envisaging what that is, and I thought, okay, I can do this. Yes, yeah. But that's interesting, isn't it? Because then the 30 miles behind you become an advantage. Yes. Oh, yeah, I've already done most of it. And I felt all right. I mean, I did, I did come out of it. What I, the stupid thing I did was that after doing it, and there was a very big medal at the end of it, I tell you. Yeah. That right. until this weekend was my <laughs> biggest medal. Um, but uh, the, the stupid thing I did afterwards, I just didn't listen to people who said you must rest. If you've not done a, an ultra before, it's good, you yeah. must rest. And I didn't rest. And then I got sort of pretty mild, but not very nice plantar fasciitis. Right. So I spent the whole summer being furious because I couldn't run properly and it really hurt and not quite sure what to do. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just suddenly gone. Yes, yeah. Good, right. good. It is really hard to rest. It's like you were saying um, about how there's always something to train for. I think once you get the running bug it just gives shape to your life to have an event to work towards doesn't it well i have a training plan so i have a i have an online coach yeah and he tells me what to do and i do it so yesterday you know you wanted to meet me yesterday i said no 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 i can't no, run no, tomorrow. i can't run yesterday no. <laughs> i have to run today so it's just i just fit it in yeah yes yeah well but it's, it's nice you want to take that element of choice out of it don't you i mean that goes right from the first kind of People doing their first runs thinking, shall I run today or not? You know, the answer's always going to be not. Until yes. you sort of say, I'm going to run like every Monday or three times a week or every day. Or... But if you've got some external thing, like whether it's your online trainer who says 18 miles on Sunday and six on Tuesday, or someone doing couch to 10K, it's just nice to have that external. Which just really pattern. helps if you've got the pattern. And also, it gives, I always find it gives me confidence. Because you know, you've, you've done it. It's a little bit less likely that you're going to end up in an ambulance. <laughs> well, I have done so. since, this is true. Um, no, I just think We're it gives you confidence. No to ambulances, yes yeah, to medals. Exactly. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I think it just gives you this confidence in a race so that you, when you, you line know, up, if, you've done, yeah. if you've done the training that you've been told to do by somebody who knows what they're talking about, then you can do it. If they yeah, say you can, yeah. do it, you can do it, you can do it. And half of racing and running is mental. As That's I've right, because they're so often it's scary. You know, when you do a half marathon when you're training for a marathon, you can literally go out on a 16-mile training run and not even think about it. Yep. Then turn up at the start line of a half and go, oh, I'm really nervous about this, even though you, your body's ready for it. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you ran further than that, that, that the other day or whatever. Yeah. So have you got a time? Are you still on a kind of getting quicker trajectory with the, with your marathons? And are you try, are you aiming for something in Chicago? Or? No, we're having a party. Right. Party marathon because there are 
Well, there were four of us. So our he, lovely friend we were on Primrose Hill now, and, and Marble would roll down this. So I think we should probably walk. <laughs> I was going to suggest that you did some of the talking <laughs> when we get to the steep bit, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, no, there are four of us who are, who've done all the majors, and we've actually done it all together, which has been lovely. Right. Um, and we all met bizarrely, because not the sort of thing I normally do. But there are seven of us in total, and we've all met on Twitter. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> we have yeah. a little running group. Yeah. Um, and we've travelled the world doing all these majors. Oh, Susie's one of them and her husband and Kate Carter from The Guardian. Yes, of course. Yeah, we know Kate, yeah. Um, so it's been great, actually. But four of us are going to cross the line and get our medals, so we're all going to run together. Oh, that'd be nice. Party pace, we yeah, call it. Yeah, party pace, very good. And everybody's been injured this year. Susie's had problems. Emily's had problems. Although she had problems and still managed to do the UTMB, which was not entirely sure what kind of problems they must have been. <laughs> but she's hard as nails. Yeah. Isn't that 100 miles? 100 and something miles right. through yeah. the Alps. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. climbing Everest. Yes, yes. And she'd been on crutches a month before. Yeah. She's obviously fit, isn't she? She's definitely fit. Yes. But it is a funny old thing. It's, the, it's the, your journey, isn't it? People will be, people will listen and think, well, how, what is it with running? And Shall being we walk this bit? Because this is a really steep. We're going to have yeah. a nice view. It's yeah, ultra. Right, yes. Oh, I better stop my watch there. We'll ultra, we'll ultra this watch. moment. Yeah, good. It's an ultra moment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I think, I think. I'd have to say the one thing that running has really taught me is um, strength, determination. It's massively empowering. And you meet so many people who do extraordinary things. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I've, I've did a film recently about this woman, Mimi Anderson, who is 55 years old. And she is currently running across America. She's trying to break the world that. record. Yeah. And she's doing, she did it 280 miles last week. She's banging out 60 miles a day. Yeah. yeah. She's running. She's 55. Yes. That's crazy. And she's going to do that for 50 days or 53 days, she says. I'm trying to do the math now. So that's it. She's basically a short two months solid running. That's just under two months. 3,000 miles. Two, two, no, nearly 3,000 miles. Yep. Oh 2,000 miles. It's uh, incredible. So you do, I think you do, um, you discover sort of hidden depths you never really knew you had. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I think that's why, why people do it, isn't it? To, to have those big experiences and... Because you always ch- you ch- you're always a little bit changed after every marathon, I think. There's always something... When you really go for it, do you know what I mean? When you really try at it. Yeah, you're a different person as you finish. I think so, yeah. I, think I it's love the training. I do really enjoy the training. Yeah. I do enjoy the, the structure of it. Yes, yeah. Having something to work towards. And also the people I do it with are fantastic. I run yeah. a lot on my own. Yeah. But then I do a lot of my big runs. I'll you get people in. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which really get apart. I mean, it sounds like a very dry... Um, attitude to that because it's wonderfully sociable but what I've found also from because before we did this I, uh, uh, and I started running with Paul I'd always run with headphones like never run with anyone else and it's just it's really good for your training because you, you lift yourself up out of the run and you enjoy the company and then you turn around and go oh wait a minute you know I did two the miles go faster yeah the in miles the South Downs in quick succession one on my own and one with us recording and the second one just seemed like it was about four times as far yeah I was like, wow, this massive hill. Yeah, I went up it the other day and didn't even notice it because we were chatting. And today we're walking. Walking. <laughs> if you walk, I feel like we're cheating here, <laughs> but look better. at the view behind us. We're yeah. at the top of Primrose no, Hill gorgeous, here. Yeah. On gorgeous. a great day as well. I mean, the weather's been ridiculously changeable, so we're quite lucky. Very lucky. Lots of people up here. Oh, there's a man singing as well. Look at that. My Good newly time. at secondary school... Um, uh, daughter um, was really sulky about being met from school yesterday. She hasn't got a mobile phone yet. I was like, you can't go walking around London. I'm going to come meet you. And she was like, well, meet me halfway then. And then it was raining so hard. And I met her with her coat. And she was much happier to see me than we expected. 
because it's quite a, a lovely London moment, isn't it? Yeah, this guy here. Just going can we get a little closer? <laughs> <laughs> you can really freak him out with their microphones. I was up here for Reece Evans birthday party. I mean, I wasn't with him, but he was here. I was going to say, that was a big name drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, unfortunately, he, I was kind of stalking him, right, the, the <laughs> London and us. Do you think that guy's going through an experience like the guy with the piano in Bristol whose girlfriend had left him? Do you think it's a similar scenario? He's, he's I'm not listening to the words, but you do, might do, do, you think, do you think he's like the guy at Bristol playing the piano? It's rather lovely, though, isn't it? Oh, there it's are about beautiful. 20 people up here, and he's sitting on a bench. But, I mean, he's feeling it. He's going through something. I'm telling you, I looked at He's working something he's, through. Uh, yeah. Something's happening there. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So you said you enjoy the training. Do you enjoy the racing? Uh, do I enjoy the racing? Yes, I do. More and more so. Right. I do. Um, no, I do. If I've done the training, I, I can enjoy right. the racing. So, right. like so the last, two were when I did London and I had trained really hard to go under 3.30. Yeah. And I was just on it and I was really... I go just kind of close off, in. I close into myself. It's funny, when I run, I, when we did the... We did the Great North Run, didn't we, Rob, last yeah. week? And I didn't really talk at all. I was with Susie and another guy, and Rob was sort of, you know, Flitting trying, trying yeah. to stay around. ahead of us. <laughs> trying to stay ahead of us. And, um, but I couldn't talk at all. Susie was chatting away, filming everything. And yeah, I just don't talk. I just go completely zone in and focus on what's going on. And, but if Same here. I like that. It's nice, though, isn't it? It's I enjoyable like it, to really I can't go really... Um, I just want to get on with it, really, and do it. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, and so I don't. As long as I'm prepared, I don't mind the race. Right. It doesn't really matter. Do you know what? I'm not. I'm not racing anybody else. I'm racing myself. Yes. Yes. So if of it doesn't course, happen, yeah. it doesn't happen. Um, what I what I dread is ending up in a marathon, which is obviously 
such a long way and hitting the wall, which yeah. has happened to me twice. Um, New York being the most recent, and that was horrible. And I was walking, and it was 18 miles, and right. um, I hated that. But so do you feel like that was happening at an era when you thought that you were good enough at running and trained enough that that wouldn't happen to you? I mean, what was the... I'd, I'd been injured, yeah. and uh, I'd been injured, and I'd only just kind of got back into it. I'd had real bad problems with my Achilles. And for some reason, I got to the start of the New York Marathon, I actually didn't bode well because I couldn't even find the start. Literally, I was late. I couldn't oh, find no. the start. Oh, that's the stuff of anxiety dreams, yeah, yeah. isn't it? I thought it? Yeah. my wave had gone. Yeah. And uh, suddenly I was kind of moving up to what I thought was a holding pen. And I saw a clock and a mat. And I thought, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, run. And oh, then no. I started running and went too fast. And I set off and a PB pace. And I just wasn't in any shape to do a PB. So I was fine for about 12 miles. Yeah. <laughs> then I completely hit the wall at about 16, 17. So, that's, uh, just, that's tough, isn't it? That's really tough, yeah. yeah. You just don't want to do it. Well, um, imagine facing down a New York marathon when you're not completely fit, having to go out there. It's hilly as well, isn't it? Which it's is hilly. what Rob's facing. Oh, oh, is that what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rob, sorry, Rob, sorry. <laughs> Have you done it before? <laughs> Have you done them? No, no, there? never been. Oh, well, should I do two top tips then? Go on, yeah, I want Well, make sure you find the start. Give yourself plenty of plenty of time because I really couldn't find it. That's worrying and good to hear. And it's hilly. It yeah. really is hilly. Hilly bridges. The bridges. It's the one at 16 miles, Queensborough Bridge. Yeah. And you get onto it and there's no, there aren't any crowds and it's hilly. You're going up and it's just quite quiet. It's a lovely noise of people's feet. Yeah. But it's quiet. And then uh, you come down, you arrive in Manhattan and you're on First Avenue and the crowds are enormous and screaming and cheering. And you turn the corner and you look and it's just infinity. There's this avenue you can't see the end of it and you know you've got to go right up to the, uh, to the top of it <laughs> and you think where's the end and that just totally destroyed me because yeah. <laughs> normally you know we run in London we run marathons we turn corners and yes, that's yeah. right it's, it's the scale of the thing down. isn't it it really does I, I thought that when I was just starting out running you, was, uh, you assume as a non-runner that you know the open road would be like an invitation like a wonderful um, realm of possibility but actually when you see a big straight path or road like that ahead of you you think oh god yes. how am I going to do that London's well, superb for that because you run for five minutes you're in a completely different place and the yeah. finish the finish to London is great isn't it? the last few miles to, you know on the embankment that's oh, sort of there yeah. you, you can just kind of feel it yeah, sort of pulling you in like marathon, I, 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 I didn't like the way it started in London outside the centre of town and then came to town I felt a bit like I'd been scammed <laughs> I actually, I love it now. Yeah, it's that bit when you come down the embankment at the end and you can see Big Ben and it's a really long way away. Yeah. And you think, oh no, I can see it on the horizon. It's a bit like doing the Great North Run where you can see the finish. Yeah. But it's still another mile and I a bit. I really think they should run the Great North Run in the other direction. You'd like to start in South Shields and end up in. That's yeah, just you've got you that nice spacious drink, don't you? South Shields. <laughs> yeah. Run back to the Time Bridge and there you are, you're right in town. You can just run straight onto the train. That's true. That's very true. I mean, obviously, that's, just, that's a non-Novocastrian perspective. That's right, Nova Castrian, I dropped that. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's the thing about the marathon, if you're well trained, isn't it? Is that the wall is not going to hit you as hard, is it? It's always there, isn't it? It's always to be accommodated. But when you're trained and really focused, then you can kind of grapple with it as opposed to get defeated I mean, by I it. But I think you always, you don't hit it, but it's always there, isn't it? The last five, six miles. Know, I don't actually, I don't, I haven't actually. I just, when I've trained properly, like in London this year, I was fine. It's absolutely fine. I got to 20. Martin Yelling said to yeah. me, 
best advice he'd ever gave me was uh, think of the first 20 miles as the first half of the marathon. Yes, yeah, yeah. that's good. Get there and then assess it. <laughs> and I got there. You see, and you're respectful of that, Paul, but you never respected my 310s plan. <laughs> yeah, well, that like, makes that? no sense. <laughs> <laughs> you, I heard what you did in the marathon. You turned your watch off, didn't you? Re reset it. Well, I restarted at 20 miles, yeah. There's a man who's not on Strava. <laughs> well, I just thought, because I, 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 I knew that when you try to maintain a, a pace that's sort of a little bit quicker than normal, do you know what I mean? It's sort of hard work. And you, I've always found it, of course, harder the longer it goes on. So I just thought 20 to 25 miles, I'll treat it as a race. And then at 25 miles, I'll know if I'm going to beat three hours. And it kind of takes care of itself because there's something intoxicating about the finish at London, isn't it? You yeah. feel dragged into it by everything. Yeah, so yeah, you're not going to stop then. The noise and the crowds and the... There's just something about the last mile, so yeah. so I thought I really need a, a kind of reboot. So it was your thing of like it's halfway, but I'm just going to race that five. But you you're know, tricking kind of your brain in a funny yes, way. Yes, I'm you're tripping. tripping I'm, tri I'm tricking it to start again and go <laughs> and hold the pace, and it worked. But it was tough. I mean, it was really, it was really hard. But it, it didn't it didn't defeat me the wall. But I was aware that I was grappling with it. You see, I don't think I ever. I still don't think I pushed myself as hard as I could. I've always got it. I've got the goal I have. Yeah. And this year, I didn't. I didn't feel like I was on the edge. I right. Was just, I knew I was on on target. But that's I knew just I was on pace. achievable goals, isn't it? I mean, I don't think your goals are are, um, are uh, letting you off. You're definitely having to push yourself. To, I mean, your yeah, marathon PB's been climbing up a ladder, and when you were. You, when you got a PB that was kind of quarter of an hour less than longer than that, yeah, and you work for that, so it's not like you're letting yourself off. I just think you're setting up a realistic. Totally, I want to do. I want to set myself something that I can do, and then, and then I don't know whether I don't know. I, I've now gone sub sub three thirty. So, will I? Well, it's three eleven. Isn't it three eleven? Didn't you watch, watch? Didn't you watch set the three eleven? <laughs> yeah, watch like, really, and really annoying. Anyone who follows you on Twitter is like, oh yeah, I think the watch knows. Yeah, <laughs> the watch knows. This is everything you can do. I do love. It. I love them. I look at it occasionally and it hasn't changed and I keep thinking it must change quite soon. And it has these predictions of your race targets right. based on my current runs. And it does have me down for a, some of the some of the sort of five K, ten Ks are okay. But it has me down for the three eleven marathon, which is What's your what's what's your ten K best? Ten K was forty three I did this year, I think. Right. Um so yeah, then the, I think it has me down for forty one, so that's a bit more achievable. Yeah, yeah. Um we get down on the river, on the canal, I mean. How do you fancy a bit of canal yeah, running? Yeah, let's do it. I'm not scared of running on the towpath. <laughs> Just make sure I keep my feet up. It's great running in London, isn't it? Oh, it's I beautiful. Well, this is gorgeous. It's it? wonderful. Wherever I run in London, I hardly ever go anywhere near roads. Yeah. I stand up in parks the whole time, along the river or down the canal. Yeah, absolutely. Other towns as well. I just love, I think the Victorians had the running routes down. You know, old railways and towpaths and... Parks, yeah, they're just superb. Like we were saying about that, the, you were saying about that avenue in New York. I remember running in uh, Suffolk when I'd only just started running and thinking it'd be wonderful, but the road was boring and the cab was hard on my knees, and I kept thinking I was going to get run over. But here, you know, it's beautiful. There's so many of my friends who've moved out of London end up saying, you know, saying. They think they're going to have these wonderful runs out in the countryside, and they find themselves just running on roads with yeah. cars whizzing by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's scary. It's dangerous. 
So have you found a bit of crossover with your swimming training and your running? Have you found it I sort of helped you at I all? I didn't train swimming at all. That was you, you, you didn't? Really? I did oh, okay. three open water swims. I haven't got the time. Right. The thing is always time. I don't yes. have enough. So I just stuck with my running training. Right. And, uh, I, and I did three did open water swims. Stuff. Right. Just to get myself used to... I thought I... That's I amazing that you've done two yeah, miles in like that. But yeah, it is a lot. It's just technique, though, isn't it? Yeah. But it's gonna, um, you know, you're gonna get the taste for it. You know, within a, a year or two, you're gonna be coming out of the BBC and just swimming, swimming out the door, <laughs> swimming, <laughs> just jumping down on the ter- onto the Thames and swimming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swim home. No, I just did. I did a the first one. I did. I got in, and you wear, you know, in a wetsuit, swimming wetsuit. I'd borrowed the wetsuit off Susie's husband. Yes. I had my nine-year-old son's goggles and my <laughs> 11-year-old daughter's swimming hat. And some floats. None of yeah. which fitted. Yeah. <laughs> I looked ridiculous. And uh, went off and thought, oh, I'll be all right at this. I can do this. Swam about five minutes and then had a complete panic because I just wasn't used to swimming with something. A wetsuit, so yeah. restrictive. Totally panicked. Quite it's hyperventilating in the middle of a lake. Oh, my goodness. Um, but then I got used to it, so I had another two it's goes. Qu- it's quite it. buoyant as well, isn't it? The wetsuit gives you a little bit of something, doesn't it? Yes, no, it is. It gives you a lot of buoyancy. Yeah. Um, but the first time I did it... I just worry what Paul would do in a wetsuit. <laughs> I don't think well, you should think of it as an invitation, but <laughs> <laughs> this water does keep you warm. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> so there's no plans for... Imagine the medal for a triathlon, for, for an Ironman, an Iron, an Iron Oh, woman. the word half, mar- half Ironman has definitely been floated past I bet it, I'm sure it has, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. Well, you're obviously going to do it. I mean, there's no point oh, you think denying so? it, is it? I mean, you, you'll, you'll definitely you be doing You see some that. of the medals they've got. <laughs> Somebody's trying to get me to do one. This friend of mine is a runner, who, an actor, who does these mad challenges. He rode across the Atlantic. He's one of those. Then right. he's going to swim. I think he swam across the channel. It's all that kind of stuff. And he's like, I'm doing my first Ironman. It's in Wales. I looked it up. He said, please come. Come and do it. It's in September next year. I looked yeah. it up. And it said, for the hardcore. Right. <laughs> up and down hill. Only for the hardcore. And I just thought, no way. No yeah. way am I beginning an Ironman doing that. Um, yeah, but you will. You think I will? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't resist, can I? No. I wonder whether it's when you... For me, it's wondering whether I can get quicker over a marathon, whether I want to, whether I can... And then when you realise you can't, I think maybe... Do you find yourself more attracted to different things then? I know a few people who want to realise they're not going to get quicker, they segue into um, triathlons and... I'm still getting quicker though. That's yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you've got a few... But people. I do think it's really funny that you, it's just the one sport where, you know, I, so far, the older I get, the faster I get. Yeah. Um... Which is lovely. It's fantastic. Really yeah, it's great. There's not, there's not that many sports you can say that about. No, there? and I no. think hopefully, maybe, I mean, like you say, when you're, while you're getting faster, you've got to get faster and sort of chase that. But I think all along, at a deeper level, as one becomes a better, more balanced runner, you're also working towards the moment where you know you're not going to get faster and your run is just perfect. You know what I mean? And you, I just have that thing of... I've said to myself in my time, oh, what if that's the fastest I've ever done? And what if I start getting slower? And on a good day running, the voice of my head just says, it doesn't matter. You went as fast as you could. You know, it's done now. Yeah, no, I won't. I don't think it'll bother me No. when I don't. I, did, I do, uh, as you've probably already worked out, enjoy the challenge. And there's this, there this guy who I met called Graham Hilditch, and he writes books about marathons. He's a personal trainer. Right. About 10 years younger than me. And about, I don't know, four or five years ago, 
I was saying, yeah, I rang him up, got very excited. I think I must have run my latest marathon at about 3.45 or something. And I said, uh, yeah, what do I do? What do I do? I want to get faster, faster. And he said, he said, well, Sophie, you know, I, you've got to understand, you know, you're in your 40s, you're in your 40s. You know, quite soon you're going to reach your physiological peak. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there might not be much faster you can go. I was like, what? What? <laughs> I don't want to hear that. You what, Graham? <laughs> and uh, has ever since then, I've just got faster and faster. And yeah, it's yeah, been a running yeah. joke now. And I've now beaten his, what did I beat his marathon time, I think? I think I beat his marathon time by about 20 seconds. And he's really angry. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> is, that, is this a gauntlet down? Yes. So uh, <laughs> the physiological peak, which I'm trying to avoid big time. Yeah, it's one of those things, of if, as long as you're to get faster, you're going to have to just train train a bit more and more intelligently more. Do you know, as long as your body can sustain that. Do you you know have to yeah, do yeah. speed training, don't you? You have to do speed training on track. and Speed training and, and also to keep the distance up, you know. It's sort of keep the distance up. And all the time getting better at it psychologically, I think. Well, so a lot of it is in the head, isn't it? A lot yes, of it is yeah, I think, I think yeah. so, yeah. And also, it's great that you've come through injury, you know what I mean? Because there, there is a kind of fear of injury in a sense of keeping it, of always being perfect, you know what I mean? Of not wanting to break the chain of getting better and training and everything. It's actually strengthening. It's a nightmare to be injured in the first instance. Once you've done it and got as and good come and better through, again, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. it's not as much of a terror, is it? Yeah, no, I mean, I've got this... Here we are in the bridges. That was exciting. <laughs> it's one of the How next where we are. Yeah. We're on the we're on the canal here under railway the bridges in yeah. the dark. Um, now I've got this wonderful friend called Jackie who is my eternal inspiration because she was 57 when she started running. Right. And she began because she had a health scare and she just sort of thought she better do something. Yeah. Started running and. She is 64 now. She discovered she was quite good at running. Yeah. And in those seven years, she has run more than 150 marathons. Wow. wow. She's done comrades three yep. or four times. She's also been really quite nastily injured. She fell over, Ooh. ignored it, um, and discovered that she'd, I think, got a hairline fracture of her femur, I think it was. Wow. And then couldn't run for ages. But now has come back again. She's still doing marathons. Oh, that's beautiful. She's just astounding. Um, so I just think, I look at her and I think, well... There's inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, lovely. This is a nice little scene, Lovely. isn't it? Lovely, yeah. all the canal boats. Yes, yeah, we've inadvertently um, got into the wizarding stretch. Everyone <laughs> having cups of tea by the canal boats. Some bloke with an eye patch having a cup of tea. So you, didn't you run one London with a broke with a fracture of the shoulder or I, something? A couple of yeah, years last ago. Year, last year. I did, I ran it's London, classic, that was my fastest Classic Rayworth move. <laughs> Re- didn't realise until later that it was a... I fell over skiing. Right. On my last day of skiing, I fell over. Really hurt my arm, but I just kind of... I thought I'd torn a muscle. Yeah. Because it was my arm, I thought, well, I'll keep running. It's right. You don't need your arm for running. Don't need yeah. Arm. <laughs> yeah. Kept running, didn't yeah. do anything about yeah. it. And then ran the marathon three weeks later. Couldn't understand why my arm kept... My shoulder kept hurting. And uh, eventually thought, I'd better go and check it out. And when I was running the marathon, I mean, I can feel it, a pinch. I think it probably propelled me to the finish line a bit faster. Yes, I just, to get, just hurry just up. Stop. Yeah. And 
I went to the doctor and yes, lo and behold, I'd fractured my shoulder. (laughs) 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 That's good news. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I'd cancel this marathon if I'd nobody run it. (laughs) (laughs) But then, you know, I've seen people like James Cracknell come over the finish line of the London Marathon and he he broke his foot at about 20 miles and he still kept going and came in at like 2.50. He's not normal at all, though, normal, is he? No. 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 <laughs> I think a lot, of, no. a lot of runners aren't normal. Sorry. Really. No. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Excuse that story. It's getting rather narrow on the towpath here. Right. Towpath closed. Let's go with pedestrians. Uh, we did, this is where early on me and Paul did a 20-mile training run where I said we can go right down the canals all the way to Hyde Park. And we it was got close. to here just when we were getting a bit tired. And it, it's quite a bit an, disorientated, it's yeah. It's quite amusing to listen to us kind of bicker our way through Paddington. <laughs> Who's saying, so where should we ask someone? And me saying, we're not lost! <laughs> yeah, I'm, glad, I'm glad that means that you actually know where we're going now. I think well, we that's get... a bit strong, but <laughs> I don't know where we are right now. I'm not entirely sure where we are, but anyway. We can... Uh, we're on Listen Grove. Listen Grove, uh, there's a map, that's good. To be, behind us is uh, Lords, and ahead of us is Maribone. I'll just follow you then. <laughs> oh, you completely changed the rules. We were following you. We should cross. Getting school drop off. So, how many miles a week are you on at the minute, then? With your, um, wait, you've got you've got Chicago. So you sort of you're approaching taper. Yes, I think are taper you? starts for the weekend. Um, oh, isn't that great? Kind of, but, but isn't it great yeah, when taper I, starts? Yeah, but I haven't really been training very hard. Right. I've been injured, so I feel like I'm cheating a bit. Yeah, yeah. You want to earn your taper, don't you? They, because we've, because everyone keeps saying this is the party pace marathon. I'm not entirely right. sure what pace that is, but right. it's clearly not three and a half hours. No. Well, what is um, it? What is it? You're going to have to start working well, out how long it's going to take When we did Tokyo yeah. in February, I ran that with Susie in 3.50. So that, and we just had a laugh. That was right. really fun. Yeah. And she was there with her mobile Wi-Fi. Yes. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, incredible, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. It was actually a great moment so in her. Fun video of the two of you which kind of jump cuts from maybe four miles in to 18 miles in and you're having a lovely time at four miles and then there's a cut and you think oh this is it we're going to see what it's really like and then it cuts to you and you're like hey! <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it she was it she, well, we both of us were quite well trained up by that point so yeah, that pace was actually all right and she was doing like high kicks at about 20 miles <laughs> and then we just thought we better rein this in because we're running past people who are really just really annoying everyone <laughs> really yeah. annoying everyone yeah just waving at everyone it, it is a balancing act though because we were talking about this when we went to meet you so Paul's talking about um, pacing in London next year and I think there's there must be some kind of reverse bump you know you run the marathon as fast as you possibly can it's obviously going to be hard although if you train right you can do it set it within achievable goals then you can run it a bit slower than that and have a nice time by getting out of and done with that without really pushing yourself and then I think if you run slower than that you're going to get to the point where it's just tiring it's to be out so running all day because I'm, run, I'm running with a I've just decided to pace next year for Runner's World, so I'm, I'm running with a four and a half hour You'll find pacing. that really tough. You'll find that really, really I know, tough. I know, I'm going to find it difficult. you're a yeah. sub three. Yeah. I think the way he's going to counter that is just shout Can, 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 can you imagine if I'm like, just you go, leave me, save yourself. Yeah. Can you imagine? No, I see you going the other way, so come <laughs> on. Sorry, right. this is so easy. What pace is that, four and a half? It's about... Is it, nine, nine is, it, is it nine minute it's miles? It's 26.2 miles every four It's about and nine and a half minute miles, is it? I don't, well, to be nine, honest, I don't nine know. Nine is sub four. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's but yeah, I so just fancied... Sorry, sorry. We're causing mayhem on the pavement here. I just fancied help. I just fancied running with people who 
find it difficult and helping them and but I'm obviously going to find it tough, you know, just to be on your feet for that long, you know. Do you know what, that's, been, that's one of the things I've loved recently for the last few years, because everyone, particularly at work, they see me come in and I run in quite, you know, I run into work sometimes in the morning, or I run home, and I think they all think I'm completely mad, that now more and more people are starting to run. Yes. And there was, a, there was a period about two or three years ago, and I'd sort of get really excited, and I've just done this marathon, running, running. And they go, no, 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 you can say that word once, running. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. You've said it once, no more. So I'd be obviously, oh, oops, sorry. sorry, boring everyone to tears. And uh, but now more and more people are suddenly coming up to me and going, I've signed up to do this, I've signed up. Yes. And one of our directors, at, studio directors at work, who I don't think has ever run in his life, rang me up the other day and said, right, I'm doing the Great North Run. <laughs> In 2019, that's 2019. <laughs> that's <laughs> a slow build, isn't that's it? That's a slow build. It's not going to take you that long. Watch out. And he, oh, uh, sorry. Oh, I might not get to Chicago at this rate. I mean, Rob's, <laughs> Rob's, cars, Rob's rubbish at throwing himself in front of, of traffic. Um, so, anyway, he's now doing it in 2018. Yes, yeah. And be my hairdresser. <laughs> Suddenly, he's like, I've run there and back so many Should times. Should we cross and go this way? we get somewhere safe, Rob? Yeah, we don't want to go down. We are lurching into car. Yeah, we, we, car. we're welcome to run at Comptries. We can um, get to something like that. Yeah, we love this thing where we love to run onto a road and just see what happens. <laughs> we daydream about the day when running Comptry just ends very, very abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, let's but try not to say because I do need that big silver medal. Yeah, fair enough. But that's the thing, you know, when, you know, like I'm going to do it in 2019. It's nice to chat to people getting into running and just sort of calm them down a bit and just say, you're going to be okay, you know. If you do a little yes. bit of running, you, you'll be able to do this. And it's not going to take you two years to get fit enough, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, just, yeah. it's to be enjoyed. It's a very simple thing, isn't it? But I think but people, a lot of people... A lot of anxiety around it. Yeah. I think people are very frightened of it. And I think, I think people look at me doing it and just assume that I've done it all my life. And I keep saying, no... I just didn't start until I was about 35. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't run more than two miles. Yes. And you just have to, it's just small steps. Yeah, of yeah, course. I mean, yeah. mental, that's right. But I, there's this woman, that's a friend at my kid's school, and she's lost six stone in the last year. Amazing. Amazing. And, Incredible. Uh, started, yeah. you know, one of those people who always said to me, oh, you're mad, you're running, you're mad. And then she started practicing really quietly on a treadmill. She wouldn't run outside. Yeah. Too embarrassed. Yeah. And she started, she just mentioned she was running. So I was like, right, park run. Yes, yeah, get her into and a park it run. It took yeah. me eight months to get her <laughs> to park run. Yeah. She refused to do it. Kept saying she couldn't do it, she wouldn't be able to do it. And she did it three or four weeks ago. Yeah. First time. Six stone lighter. And she's completely hooked. Yeah. Amazing, she did it amazing. In like half an hour. She did a 30 minute first park run. And Fantastic. was just euphoric. And now is going exercising the whole time, running the whole time. She'll be really good. Yeah. So well, simple and transformative, isn't it? It's but amazing. It just really transforms people's yeah. lives. Yes, it is. I yeah. think also that what you were saying is so totally understandable if someone wants to be. Uh, to run on the treadmill and kind of make it their thing and make it private and, you know, uncomfortable with going around the park and all that stuff. But if you can then find that moment where you take it outside, running outside is just so much better, I think. Anyway. I, can't, I cannot run on treadmills. No. I cannot run on. I had, I had an epiphany with it when I was, last time I was away on a long trip and had to run on treadmills. I think you can't do, you can't unlock. I don't think you can fully access your kind of meditative running state, whether it's actually really focused training running or just listening to music or even watching a film on the little screen. I don't think you can do it because there's a kind of small subroutine of the brain making sure you don't fall off the running machine. Yes, I, <laughs> I did actually. Uh, when Susie Chan did her 
world record. Yes. Oh gosh, on the running machine. Hours, she was on one for 12 hours. That's crazy. And I crazy. Really, I really genuinely am really bad on running machines. I last about 10 minutes. Yeah. But obviously being a good friend, I said, I'll yeah. support I'll you. I'll support you. <laughs> I'll come along and run, run alongside you. And they had a treadmill going next to her. And there was a guy who was on it. He steps off the treadmill. And I stepped onto it. It looked to me like it had been stopped. <laughs> and it hadn't. And I went flying. Oh, no. And I nearly knocked her off. <laughs> I said, I'll help you out. No I worries. Said, Look out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was all being streamed live as well. Fantastic. And I so nearly Fantastic. knocked her off this treadmill. And you know, she about five hours into her record attempt. And I nearly ruined it for her. <laughs> That looks so stressful, that whole thing. I mean, we've chatted to Susie about that. Uh, yeah. she, she said it was obviously very difficult. I mean, that's uh, a long time to be on a treadmill. Yeah, exactly. Things. When a mile seems like a three miles on the treadmill to run. I don't know dozens. how she did that. No, it's she's incredibly strong. We're on Baker Street. We're on Baker Street. So many people queuing to go in there. We're just winding our way down on Baker Street. <laughs> so we can get back into the park here. Is that good for you? We can get back in here. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Right. Oh, we can stop the lights at lights. Hooray. A break. Good. It's a nice so thing about running in London, though. You just get these enforced traffic yeah, light when breaks. Yeah, that thing about, um, you know, people starting out running and your friend and stuff. There's no cars and we're not moving. I'm actually going to move out to go. go. <laughs> um, but uh, when I first had that, when I was training for my first marathon, every time I stopped, I had just had the morbid fear I wouldn't start again. And yeah. I actually think I kind of missed that fear because it got me some good... It was. Uh, it got me some good times, you know. I think when I got my marathon PB, I remember having a carb gel with maybe five miles to go, and I was having trouble getting it out of my pocket. And I just remember thinking, whatever you do, you can't break stride to get this out because if you break stride, you're going to stop running. I yes. Just t- terror of stopping running, and it was uh, useful. Just had a moment there when some some guy saw us with our headphones. <laughs> I honestly felt like we were security for Sophie. Yeah, felt like some kind of house of cards thing or something. It's like, hold us on the move. We're entering, oh, we're entering Regent's world. Park. Regent Park. Yeah. The package is by the link. Package is approaching home. That's approaching home. Definitely. With security yeah. under With really that. ropey looking security. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Budget security. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the President of America going off for a jog. <laughs> Ooh, I just yeah. had a swan <laughs> Not really like that. <laughs> I think that swan looked like it was going to attack. So swan I think. Your next marathon. Oh, oh, sorry, which is my next marathon? Well, your next ha- your next tough one. Your next go. Your p- go race goal Chicago. one. You got to be after what? I'd like to go three twenty-five. Yeah, I would. Three twenty-five. Yes. You want a stretch goal, an achievable goal, and a sort of acceptable, don't you? Yeah. I want to see you hurting. You're right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're nice. I want to see you in no, pain. You I want to. I want to see you. <laughs> I want to see you holding on. I want no, to see that. No, he gave me when he said that. <laughs> you will hurt. <laughs> I have hurt. You will yeah, hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, just for you, Paul. You better be there just to see it. To see the pain. Well, I'll be back with a four and a half hour. I'll be hurting. Yes. I will be hurting. <laughs> so, what are we? Are you going to do London next year? Um, I think so. Um, I've got a place. I think so. I have a few other things. Right. Cooking. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. shall see. You got other goals on the horizon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm being talked into crazier, crazier, crazier Long, things yeah. <laughs> all the time. Um, and my very uh, long-suffering family who watch me go out the door in the morning. 
Sunday morning live. Where's Mummy going? She's running around the world, children. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be back Bobby by Bex. Easter. Yeah. She'll be back. She won't be able to speak. <laughs> yes. My poor kids, I've been dragged. They've been running. They're all running now. So they're That's great not running. They all have to do the race. This is pretty frightening. It's good, it's good that you've got okay. security for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Canada yeah. I'm goose thing I've come across today. <laughs> Clear the area. <laughs> yeah, you said it. How am I going to get through all these pigeons? Oh Look at this. Pigeons, yeah. Scare them up. Come on, let's go do on, it. Go on. Hey. Go on. I feel like Sean Connery in Indiana Jones <laughs> in the last crusade. Yeah, so what are you two doing next? What's your kind of big goal? <laughs> Well, my toe knocked me right back, right? Yeah. So at first I thought I might have to cancel everything. But then as you were very close witness to... No, I was very close. I was a little bit, little bit, just didn't quite witness the moment, Rob, because I was just a few Slightly in front of you. Yeah, yeah. But, but I, I heard about your sprint finish, though. I thought yeah. that... Under the right, well, it's, this is it. I mean, it has been <laughs> long great <laughs> I have not got a sprint finish. You know, I get to the end of a 5K or a 10K, and suddenly everyone starts going... And I'm like... How are they doing that? And Paul's thing about getting resetting his watch for the last however far it was in London. I got to 5k from the end and I thought, right, from here is a park run. And I kind of tried to kind of change up. Nothing. I mean, not even the vestige. And that, even those last few seconds of the Great North Run, you said, you said, I saw the clock. And I saw that, you know, if I put my foot down... Can I just say, you know, here he is talking about it. Can I just tell you, Paul, because he won't have any of it. So I saw him 400 metres to go. Right. And I thought, oh, there's Rob. Rob, who told me he was going to be really slow. And Rob isn't being really slow because he's the same pace as me. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to overtake him, I thought. Yeah, why not? Got closer and closer. Did overtake him. He clocked me. I didn't say anything because I thought, (laughs) I'm not going to tell him I'm here. Yeah, trying to sneak up. And he clocked me. Boy, did he speed up. <laughs> he really did. He went, and then he overtook me again. So this nonsense about <laughs> oh, I haven't got oh, a sprint okay. finish. Okay, he does well, it. If I'm in the vicinity, he yeah, definitely did. You've called, well, I totally, I completely just lifted your um, run plan and used it in a deeply amateurish way. <laughs> I have to say, that I didn't actually see you at the finish line, so I don't, I don't know at what point I overtook you, but it was... Uh, well, I think the race within the last a race. 20 seconds... You saw the clock and thought, right, I'll give it that last push. And I saw the clock and thought, right, I'll give it that last... Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yep. there were just seconds in it, but that was, yeah, that was because I just ripped off your and Susie's pace for the whole way. Because I was so surprised that I had any pace at all. Yeah, so now what then? Now that you know well, you still do. With loads of guilt, I uh, took myself out of the uh, Yorkshire Marathon. Yeah. Which we love. You know, I'm definitely already looking forward to doing it next year now. Because we're not being able to do it then. That was the one that was set up in memory of. Is that the one that was set up in memory of Jane? Jane Tomlinson. That's Tomlinson, right. Exactly. Who, yeah. To this day, I interviewed her on breakfast years ago, and uh, she was one of the most. People often ask you who was the most inspirational, who, you know, who are the people you remember most, and she was one of the people I really remember interviewing. I've often cited her because. She was just so courageous. She was just. She just got on with it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, that's amazing character. It's such a lovely event it's really good that that's still there you know catches that spirit and that's making me feel even more guilty about not doing it sorry (laughs) (laughs) Sorry but you know that was the thing in that when i broke my toe you know i was i was feeling we went out and we'd been out for a a run the day before and we were feeling quite positive about the whole thing weren't we it was all a bit kind of i'm loving this (laughs) i ran my fastest mile just feeling really fit so i was a bit gutted two and a half marathons ahead but um a month or two on from then, you know, I'm going to go to New York 
I now feel after the Great North Run that I won't run. That I'm not going for a, a fantastic time or a oh, PB. Oh, he said in this for the Great North Run. He's going to come back. You know. Well, I've got to think about yeah, it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd be looking to do New York in about three and a half. I think you I will. Want to get it over and done with. And I think I've got it. You've definitely but, got it. But we'll see. I see. And then that's my ninth marathon. I was going to close out nine and ten this year, but that'll be my ninth, and London will be my tenth. So, and I try and get my Parkinson's UK fundraising money up to hundred thousand pounds. Yep. And oh, that's amazing. Is that how much you've raised? Yeah, yeah. With, with everything down the years, you know, um, TV quizzes and running events. And everything. And that's pretty, my father has got Parkinson's. He was diagnosed a couple of years ago, completely out of the blue. And yeah. I ran, I ran for a cure Parkinson's two years ago. Um, ran the marathon for them. They're um, great charities to get involved with because, of course, people don't necessarily think of Parkinson's until you say, "I bet you know someone with Parkinson's," and then then everyone does. Yeah, everyone does. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. And it's horrible, horrible to watch somebody have it. Should we get past the camels? That's good. Yeah. That's a bit of a random line, just yeah. to say. But it's a good way of Let's heading. Go past the camels. Good way of heading back. Trium. We there are now back in Regent's Park. Oh, you notice that we come Zoom. to Regent's Park a lot, but we're doing it in reverse today, which is good. But I like you know, spice up your life. Yeah, it's really changing things around. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so um, yes, yeah, so it's my dad's got Parkinson's too, and it's nice. Again, it's like the, having a training schedule. It's also nice doing stuff for charity because it gives you. A goal, you know, so many people, when you do a running event, everyone's like, who you're running for is a kind of thing, isn't it? And it's true. It makes but the thing I've found, because I've raised nothing like you have, actually, I've raised about 35,000, I think, over the years. Well, um, but the enough. difficulty I always find is that people know that I love running. Yes. And so... You're doing this for you? Who are you doing it for? You'll be doing this anyway. You'll be doing it anyway. So I find it really difficult asking people for money, actually. Yeah. I the yeah. last couple of races I've done... I haven't done it for charity. I kind of saving it for a, a, a big, big one. A big yeah. one. Yeah. I think it's fair enough. And I think also in this day and age, in the era of running being up on the on the up and up and the internet and everything, people do have charity fatigue, and it's fair enough, you know. I mean, I feel bad that a lot of the people who've ever sponsored me online, despite all the events and all the money ticking up, it's generally the same people. Again and again. Yeah, yes. exactly. And, I, and, and I thank them so much. And also, then you get the credit. Because, oh, you made it as much. Like, all I did was collect it. You know, other people gave it. Yeah. But it's really advantageous. Basically, I, c I can't not do fundraising, because apart from... I mean, my dad's got the Parkinson's, and also, he used to work for the charity when he was first diagnosed. Right. So the fundraising, as much as the condition, is what set me down the road. But Here are the camels. Look at that. Love it. Should we have a little camel pause? Hump shot. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's not really a great phrase. It is brilliant, isn't it? In London. Here we are, running Fantastic. through the park, and we've got a couple of camels. Camel Being on. fed by the looks of it. Camel on. Here's something exciting happening in there. Yeah. They're escaping. <laughs> um, the camel park run. But yeah, between the three... Um, Things of being a comedian, you take a bucket to a comedy gig. That's true. Yes. People go, go on, go to it, and, and it's a whole new audience. Yeah, and they, and they enjoy it. It's a very positive interaction, and it's lovely. Then add to that, that I'm running, which is also a fairly well-established fundraising path. And then uh, you know, and love, like you say, love the running. So it's not like I have to go. Oh God, I've yeah. got to do it. You know, I want to. He's quite impressive, an older man. Well, well, well. man, he what looks like a Greek god. <laughs> topless behind the tree. Was he topless? <laughs> really? Yeah, he's topless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a bit unnecessary. <laughs> 
Um, because he knows he looks like he's got it. It's late September, mate. Yeah. Surely a singlet. <laughs> um, and then the other thing with the fundraising is that I'm good at quizzes. So, I mean, the first quarter of that 100,000 was from the comedian special of The Weakest Link. Right, okay. That's amazing. That's a good prize, mate. What about you, Paul? Now that you've done your sub three. Yeah, I've kind of... I was doing a bit of track racing over the summer. Then I got a bit injured. I think I'm doing a Southern Stages Road relay on Sunday what does that mean? for the club. I run for London Heathside, so I'm just it's just like four four legs of six is, kilometres is that each. Or will you have a <laughs> but it's part of a yeah. <laughs> There'll be a vest. So, but that's that sort of club stuff, you know. Road. Club club quick road thing. Then yeah. I've got a ten k the week after. I'm just trying to get quicker over ten k's, and I'll do cross country races. And then London, and then I'll have a look and see. I might do a quick marathon after London next year and use the long one as a kind of... Training run. Yeah, maybe. But I don't honestly know whether I can summon the the desire to get quicker. It's that. It, 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 yeah. took, it took so much out of me to beat three. And uh, I got a lot out of doing it. But I don't know whether I can be bothered to do it again. But I like getting, trying to get quicker over shorter distances. Yeah. So I'm trying to trim down my 10Ks and, my, you know, and then 10 miles or whatever. We're going to so have to just do enjoy like it. And cross-country is a real laugh. I love cross-country running. Cross-country racing is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, just get your spikes on, have a race. It's great. And a bit of trail running. That was yeah, fun a bit of trail running. I love trail running. running. Yeah, I love trails. I mean, I might do it. I might do an ultra. I might decide to an just ultra? do an ultra after the marathon next year, you like you one? did. No, but I'd, you know, I'd like to. You do get this. It's a totally different thing because you've got you haven't got the time pressure. Yes. Yeah. And you can you run along like this? You run along chatting. You pootle along, yeah. And you stop and you have you know the checkpoints and you have food. Yeah. Um, fill out your water bottle. Well, as Susie says, I can't keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> really? <laughs> From a running commentary point of view, the, the thing that seems to sort of burst with stories that I feel like we ought to think about doing some point in the future, you know, what was your mate doing, you know, sign up for 2022 or whatever, is the comrades. Yes. This is such an event. Yeah. I know a lot of people are doing comrades, yeah. yeah. And it's really tough. I mean, I was, I was there last year and just by chance happened to be on part of the route. Right. And when my friend Jackie Miller said she was doing comrades in South Africa, I had visions of it being in a sort of African plains. <laughs> I, yeah. had, I had visions of her running across amazing wilderness in South Africa. But actually it's the road. It's a tough road, yeah. It's a road. It's yeah. very, a lot of it's very sort of, you know, <laughs> urban. Right. And it's really hilly. Yeah. It's yeah. really so quite it's like the great hilly. It's even more hilly than the Great North Run. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> and it's hot, I think. Yes. Um, no, it's by all accounts very Hilly, difficult. hot, really tough run, yeah. So that's but the atmosphere is meant to be good, isn't should it? do the comrades. Yeah, go yeah, on. Why not? <laughs> Maybe we, I think we might do the year after, not next year, but the year after. Um, the funniest footage I've seen this year was it, you and Susie sprinting alongside the London Marathon <laughs> by the side of the road there. That was hilarious, yes. wasn't it? When we you tried to stay with them for a couple of hundred metres we went, or something. That was just <laughs> the, the, the World Championships. Yeah, I just got back from home. I could just run that again. Was funny. And we went, that was so we funny. We did a 14-mile run and we ended up in London. And it was the World Championships and it was the men's marathon. We went, I know. Let's try and keep up with them. See how <laughs> well, we ran alongside them. And Susie's was there with her camera. It was hilarious. Hilarious. And as we, we sprinted along, <laughs> and I looked up, 
and we're going at some you know ridiculous pace yeah, of course yeah. for 10 seconds and i looked up and looked at these guys and on the other side of them was the bbc camera <laughs> bike tv bike facing straight at us and i was thinking oh no it's funny oh, no, it's really funny really footage <laughs> um, and thankfully, nobody recognised me. They recognised her. Oh, well, because she's the one holding out, running along, holding out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was but really cartoon-like. It, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Totally ridiculous, yeah. but it was quite funny. Good fun, though. Yeah. And they were running. They were running sort of five minute, five and a half minute miles. No, five minute miles. Be five minutes. Be, be sub five. Yeah, sub yeah. Five. yeah. They were running at that pace, chatting. <laughs> so yeah. and I were just gasping. We couldn't even keep up for ten seconds. They'd probably say, "Who those two <laughs> idiots over there?" <laughs> I'm very out of breath, but I feel I must talk to you about these strange women. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see them? I'm sure they were there before. <laughs> Amazing stride length, isn't it? When you get that close, those oh, guys, the way just watch. bounding along. Yeah, absolutely beautiful to watch. Incredible. Yeah, what an amazing thing to be able to do. That just reminded me that um, Darren M. Finn did his 24 hour. Track race the other day. He did, didn't I saw yeah. a picture of him after he'd finished. Oh, did you? Right. I actually couldn't. Somebody, Kate Carter, was, who's a friend of his from The Guardian, yes, yeah. was tracking him and sending us all messages on our little running WhatsApp group. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are obsessed, aren't we? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I have a running WhatsApp group. Um, and uh, I actually couldn't get my head into gear to think about what he was doing. I couldn't comprehend what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. But it was hundreds of times around the track, wasn't it? Yeah, Incredible, yeah. yeah. Do you know how long he managed? Do you know how long he... he did I think he did 600 and something laps. I may be completely making that up. But, right. Um, it is. It's another... I think that, in a way, there's something... Don't get me wrong. I don't think that Darren was necessarily going for this trip. But I think that there's uh, lots of... Uh, you know, vaguely, not spiritual, but kind of meditative attitude to running. And I think we'll talk about doing an ultra and really kind of loosening up and forgetting everything else, you know. Maybe not even running for time, but running for distance. There's something a little bit kind of ascetic, a little bit kind of monkish about it's the whole experience, thing. isn't it? Yes. But it's, yeah. uh, I think that, and also the 24-hour track race is old, isn't it? It dates back like 100, 150 years as a model. Yes. And yeah. I think there's just a... It's the same thing only with sadism, you know what I mean? <laughs> we don't want you to get any distraction or to be able to even run in a straight line. You basically just get into the rhythm. Run yeah. around in circles and survive. Yeah. You know, is, swimming, that's what was a bit of a revelation as well. Swimming was like that. Yeah. Open water swimming. Yeah. It was lovely. I mean, it's, it's completely, it's the rhythm and the noise. Yeah. And obviously, I couldn't see where anybody else was. No. Couldn't talk to anyone. But you just, because of that... You're in your own Even little bubble. Even more in a sort of meditative zone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, hate, I hate running lengths. I mean, swimming lengths. I, like, I hate it. running lengths even more because you've just fallen down into the water. But yeah. swimming, it's just the counting, you know? It's just, oh, it's just relentless. Not in a good no, way. No, it was lovely. And you kind of look up for it and take breath and you can see the sky. And I was checking out parts of the park and Hyde Park. And um, it was, I can see how people get really sucked into it. More swimming. It's, a, it's the difference between yes. running on a treadmill and tr- running on a trail. Well, yeah. I think your London Classics challenge was more interesting to me than the triathlon, fair enough. Just to be able to really give yourself to the running and then to the cycling and then to the swimming, as opposed to kind of... It must be very difficult to commit evenly to those three disciplines when you're doing a triathlon. To not yeah. just try and throw away the one bit to get to the bit that you like. You know. I still don't have that pull to do. I loved all three of them. I really enjoyed them and I really love the cycling actually as well. But sticking but them all together feels a bit weird. Yes. It? Yeah. It's the faff of kind of having to wear different outfits and yes, taking one off. Yeah, 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 yeah. It all looks quite complicated. I'm sure it's not, but... The 24-hour running though. 
I'd never do. Great, it's so tiring. I mean, I you're running for 24 that. hours. I mean, and also I've got the thing when I used to. <laughs> you can't get eight hours and then just run really hard for 16. I mean, they run continuously, don't they? They have little micro people, naps and keep going. There's all these people who do the hundred milers on the Thames Path, you know, Thames Path Challenge. And when I did that 50 mile ultra, yeah. I got to the finish, and then literally you're at the finish, and they're all going, "So you're going to do the hundred next?" <laughs> I've just done 50. You yes, of course I am. Yes, next week. Is I there a medal? I can't even sit down. You're asking me if I want to run a 100 miles. It never ends. It never ends, does it? There's always something else. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be cake. There will be cake. Do you know that was the thing that really I just couldn't comprehend with the UTMB, which is this extraordinary trail race. What is it? I know, I've it looks it, amazing, doesn't it? Mont Blanc, okay, isn't it? The UTMB is the Ultra Blanc. Trail of Mont Blanc. Yeah, there you go. It's the sort of pinnacle of any any ultra runner's dream. You have to you have to hold these points just to even qualify. You've got to, to qualify enter. for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's it's I think it's 120 miles. It's something like that. 128 miles or something. Through from Chamonix all through the Alps. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. climb the equivalent of Everest. Incredible ascent. Yeah. You go descent, two yeah. nights with no sleep. Yeah. And uh, you finish it with. A, I can't even do one night with no sleep. But yeah, the Everest ski afterwards yeah. is just wonderful. <laughs> it's, in, it's in August. Oh, no skiing. Oh. Damn it. No skiing at all. And then they got to the finish, and I was. And it's a really big deal there. It's on telly. It's televised and everything. They got to the finish, and there was no medal. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was watching these people. What? I think they got a cowbell and a gilet. Little vest. <laughs> I was like, what? A cowbell? <laughs> 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 cowbell! <laughs> that cowbell! Take your cowbell! That really would be a big <laughs> problem for me. Insert a vous, ton cloche de vache. <laughs> so my friend Emily, I think her boyfriend made her, got her a chocolate medal. Like, you know, that really doesn't do it. No. I can't put that on my new wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> That does look an incredible event, that one, but you've got to qualify for it, haven't you? You've got to qualify for it. And yeah. I, you, I mean, they, seriously, they're running for two, two nights, no sleep. They start yeah. at six in the evening, five in the evening, and they go through the night twice. How do you train for that? That must be so... I suppose, it's, again, it's what you're saying, that the body's capable of anything. You know, yeah. the mind... And what you were saying about once you do that, you know, the, you, you, it's basically like shedding off a layer of skin. You're not really going to be the same person after. Yeah, yeah, incredible experience, yeah. Well, that's what it all becomes, isn't it? I think, well, you know, whatever level you're doing it at, whether you're somebody who, like my friend who lost six stone, yeah. never imagined she'd be able to run a 5K. Yeah. You're just showing yourself that, you know, you or whether it. you're somebody who runs the UTMB. It just it puts it just pushes you to your limits. Yes, yes. yeah. And, and then also you think you're pushing to your limits, and then you open that door, and, you and then you realise there's more. I, more. Yeah. I can do. Yeah, that's right. But I think it just gives you so much confidence. It certainly gives me confidence. You like very, Keanu Reeves at the end of the Matrix. I tell you what, I do. I'll fly. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are approaching like, the BBC again. Yeah, that was wonderful. That was a very we very swift uh, six six and a half miles. Feels very like good. the end of the Great North Run here. I feel like you and. Rob should be sort of tearing <laughs> off on some kind well, he, of... He just, he is it a sprint finish or isn't it? <laughs> just I would just like to apologise once again for the great door throw. Because I sit off and I caught him up. I thought, I must be going so fast. You said seven and a half. No, you were ahead like, of no, us. no, wait. Well, I wasn't there, really. You were ahead of us at the beginning. No, I was about to overtake you and I thought, don't do that. Oh, really? They're going much faster oh, really? than you wanted to go. I thought, I'm doing fine. So I stopped to... Uh, you know, grab and chat, but then I realised I needed to go to Lou. And then brilliantly, I went to Lou. I was only in the cubicle for oh, what, now he mentions oh. it. Now <laughs> no, he mentions it. Oh, that the... was a ploy there, wasn't it? I missed the red arrows. There weren't any red arrows. Oh, what, the first lot? 
Yeah. Here we go. Oh, when they did the, fir the fly pass in the beginning, because they didn't yeah, do the display. Yeah, when they did the fly again. pass at, uh, at four miles, I was in the toilet. See what he's done there, Paul? Yeah. The whole, it's you know, amazed he managed to finish, isn't it? Yeah. Chatting away. I think I've beaten him in a half marathon, and now he just drops in that he just... He's in the toilet for half an hour. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I'm a big weir. I beat you yeah, by five seconds. So what you're basically telling me is I if you've managed your bladder better, I've definitely been thrashed. I've never run a run without a whiz, so that's very artificial, yeah. I always stop and weir. Only one. But then I said, I'll catch you up, half joking. I went and I did catch up and then I was going, you know, I was catching up. I thought, well, this is a good pace. So I overtook you. And then in my dream, I was like miles ahead. Because <laughs> I never looked back on my shoulder. So that's where, that's where you and Susie had to run behind me for maybe 10 miles. <laughs> While I thought I was sailing to no, the No, we can see you all the way. Susie kept saying, there he is, there he is. Yeah. There he is. We'll and take then, him in the finish. Yeah, and then we got to the top of that hill at the finish and you overtook. And I was like, yeah, I'll admit at that point, I thought, well, wait a minute, I'm not having that. Oh, it's all coming out there. The other day, he didn't even admit he'd seen me. He saw me. He caught me. He went oh, faster. Yeah. I've got it. Yeah. Oops. Sorry. Well, there we go. Fantastic. Thank you. Good fun. Sailboat. That was really nice. 6.68 miles. You see, what kind of pace, what kind of mile pace are you doing there? 940s. Let's find out. My high, very flashy watch. It's very nice in your watch. Can you get in that? I know, well, it doesn't think very much of my training impact. <laughs> training effect recovery i've got 34 hours and oh obviously they think i pushed myself there <laughs> 34 hours until i can uh, do a running oh, really? that was a, quite slow 944 i said oh, that's almost there. you're very good that was good fun that was great that was really nice also good luck with it enjoy enjoy she can i will i can't i'm that's really gonna be a real laugh. really great. Good there are fun. loads of so about 12 runners going out and all families and friends and that's gonna be real fun isn't it um, if, uh, if any if there is anyone who follows us on twitter and doesn't follow you it seems very unlikely to me yeah <laughs> but you're rayworth on the run on twitter i'm rayworth on the run i yeah i'm so obsessed with running i have two twitter feeds i have my work one yes purely yeah. bbc yeah but and my running one and people don't want to hear about running on, on you know what I mean? I don't. I try on the, not on to the go news. On yeah. <laughs> I just did 10K this morning. Yeah. In other news. In other news. <laughs> 34 hours for my next run. <laughs> Feeling strong. <laughs> yeah, it does get a bit boring, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So Boop. good luck with it. And we look forward to your next adventures. Maybe some, there might be some huge stuff next year, but give us a shout when you do it. We'll have a little chat about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm great. sorry again about the Great North Run. That's, well, I'm, I'm a bit conflicted over that one now, now that you've thrown in the loo stop. But anyway, I did, you know, my, my official time, that. I still beat you. Yeah, you, you've got sub 140, that's all, that's all that just, matters. Yeah, we were all we seconds go. away. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. With Paul Tolkinson and Rob Deering.